The Dallas Stars had quite the spooky weekend. They take a tough loss, 6-3 to at the hands of the New York Rangers. But on top of that, Jake Ottinger injured. We don't know how long he's out. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about the continued struggle with penalties for the Stars this season. And then we'll end the show on a happy note talking about the Dallas Stars and rating the best Halloween costumes from the members on the team. A busy one coming up on this Monday Halloween episode of Locked on Stars. Your Locked On Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, Stars fans. Welcome back to the Locked On Stars podcast, the only daily podcast covering the Dallas Stars part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Dane Lewis, your local expert on all things Dallas Stars hockey, credential member of the Dallas Stars media, coming to you on this Monday, October 31st. Happy Halloween. Uh, stay safe today slash tonight if you're going out trick-or-treating, going to Halloween parties. Hope it is a fun day for all. And whether this is your first time here or you are a recurring listener of the show, Thank you for stopping by and for making Locked on Stars your first listen of the day. Uh, if you're new to the channel, be sure to hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Consider it uh, my trick or treat. I won't go to your house asking for candy, but I will come to you virtually on your screen and ask that you give a subscription to the Locked on Stars YouTube page as we try to reach 1,000 subscribers by the end of 2022. And if you're an audio podcast listener, you can find us on any of your favorite podcasting platforms. We are free and available no matter where or how you may choose to listen. And you can also find us on social media at Locked on Stars on both Instagram and Twitter, as well as my personal Twitter account at Dane double underscore Lewis. Now, without any further hesitation, let's jump into today's episode. And it's not the happiest of episodes. Up until the end, we'll have a little bit of fun, but got to take care of some business first and address the elephant in the room. I mean, one, the Dallas Stars lose on Saturday afternoon, the New York Rangers come to town and a little bit of a deceiving score, 6-3 to three final. I think that this game had the makings of a, you know, game of the year type matchup uh, through the first two periods. Seemed like an all-time classic, really until Jake Ottinger had to step away from the game due to a lower body injury, which at the time of recording this around 6.30 p.m. on Sunday evening, we still don't really know the specifics of this injury. Uh, we haven't really heard a whole lot. We know that Jake Ottinger stepped away in the second period and did not come back out to start the third. Eventually was back on the bench, but Scott Wedgwood finished the game out for the Stars, and Jake Ottinger had done fine through the early stages of the game. He saved 8 of 10 shots on goal, uh, and this may be the best offense he had faced all season, maybe besides the Boston Bruins. This Rangers team we knew uh, had the potential to put up a plethora of goals, and they did just that And it's such a shame because even if the Stars lose this game, this is the kind of game against a team like the Rangers that were in the Eastern Conference Finals last season and very well could end up there again this year. It's one of those games that even if you lose and it's close, you can kind of live with it just because it's a quality opponent. It's thereby a quality loss. But I mean, obviously, you don't love to lose games. And even with a potential close loss, there were still tons of good things to take away. Mason Marchment scored a goal. He had been a while since he had found the back of the net. He scored early. He scored 
scored quick, got the Stars off to a hot start. He and Tyler Sagan continued to build some nice chemistry. We saw Rope Hintz and Jason Robertson both score goals. At one point, it looked like Jason Robertson picked up a second goal as well, but that ended up being overturned by the officials for an offsides call. And you know, it's it's great that the Stars were still somewhat in a position in that third period to potentially win, or at the very least, come away with some form of points, whether it be an actual win or even an overtime loss, or maybe they only escape with one. But I, I feel like that was a big turning point in the game. The Stars don't get that goal. It gets overturned. And even if they do get it, the way that the Rangers offense was playing, very likely that they find the back of the net yet again, at least one more time. Uh, and also the Stars committing a ton of penalties throughout this game, which we'll talk about a little bit later. Who knows how those would have factored in to the back half of this game, even if the Stars do take that four to three lead in the third period. But the biggest story in this game, at least in my opinion, is that of Jake Ottinger, just because of how important he is to this team. We talked about so much on Friday that he is the best goalie in the National Hockey League and a huge reason why the Stars are up uh, and doing well so far at the start of this season. Off to a great start due in large part to the performance of Jake Ottinger, which Hopefully, if he's missing any time at all, it's not too much time. It's minimal, and hopefully he's resting and recovering efficiently. But right now, it's fingers crossed for the Stars, as says Coach Pete DeBoer. I don't. I think um, he obviously left, so, um, you know, there's an injury there. Uh, the doctors are seeing him now. I'm sure there'll be some tests, so I'll probably have some updates tomorrow. Uh, the fact he left the game isn't a good sign. You know, I think Jeffrey said he hasn't, he hasn't seen him pull himself out of a game. So, uh, you know, I think that's probably the concerning piece. I don't know. I, I won't know it all tomorrow. I mean, uh, fingers crossed, no. Fingers crossed it's uh, you just tweak something and you'll feel feel good in 48 hours. I don't know. It looked like he caught his kind of skate foot uh, on the post. Um, I haven't even really seen it, but that was what Jeffries told me. Like I said earlier, Jake did come back to the bench, but Stars Nation continuing to still hold their breath and await and see the long-term implications for what the future holds for this superstar goalie. Again, hopefully it's nothing drastic, and hopefully he's able to come back soon, and he is not affected by whatever this injury or mishap happens to be that it seems to be plaguing him, because uh, the Stars are a very different team if Jake Ottinger is not consistently in the crease for them on a nightly Basis. I mean, he did appear to be in good spirits at the Stars Halloween party, which we're going to talk about a little bit later and talk about some of the great costumes that we saw. Uh, so he's there. He seemed to be smiling. So he seems to be in good spirits. And I mean, it's really the thing that scares me is, and you heard it in Pete DeBoer's audio, is that you don't really ever see Jake ask to be brought out of games. I mean, Jeff Reese, the goalie coach, touching on that, and it seems to scare Pete DeBoer as well. I mean, we know Jake Ottinger is one of the toughest guys in the league, one of the hardest working guys in the league. And that, yeah, I mean, you don't really expect to see a guy like him request to come out due to some sort of injury. And that's the really scary part uh, for him and for this Stars team. And a really long-term absence could potentially be very bad for this team as they have some difficult upcoming challenges. Uh, not all of the teams they're facing soon, but their next game against the Los Angeles Kings. As of right now, on Sunday, the Kings are second in the NHL in goals four with 35. 
Next week, they play the Oilers in Edmonton. Uh, the Oilers, as of right now, third in the NHL in goals for 34. So, I mean, they're playing some high-powered offenses over the next week or so. Uh, and you can maybe get away with a game starting Scott Wedge winning one or two of those. But if you have to start him or even Anton Hudobin for multiple of those games, I don't necessarily like the Stars' chances to win many of those or even at points be competitive in some of those. I mean, Jake Ottinger is the backbone of this team. And hopefully he's, you know, coming back soon but even in this game on Saturday I think if he stays in the game stays healthy and plays the whole game you have to imagine that the Stars at least have a better chance to win uh you know I think they stayed the course fairly well without him until the back half of the third and then we slowly started to see things deteriorate the Rangers take the lead and then there's a bad play by Scott Wedgwood I don't necessarily like that he came out of the crease to defend that fifth goal I see what he was trying to do but at the same time that's a high risk high reward scenario and you're still in the game and I feel like in that moment you just got to trust yourself to defend whatever shot may be coming your way in the crease I understand what he was trying to do I don't necessarily like the play and I feel like right then that was the official nail in the coffin and then of course the Rangers get one more just to add insult to injury but with Jake Ottinger, maybe this game ends up a little bit differently. I know this was a frustrating game, uh, frustrating in general without the injury, and then you add an injury to a cornerstone piece on top of it, and it's just an all-around bad day for the Stars at the American Airlines Center. So hopefully that's that's the last of that kind of game that we'll see this season, and hopefully Jake Ottinger just needed to take a step away from the game, and hopefully he'll be back sooner rather than later. Well, coming up next, we will continue to talk about Saturday's game and the penalties, man. The penalties continue to kill this Stars team, and we'll talk about the penalties and why and how the Stars can stop committing so many of them after a quick break. Today's episode of Locked on Stars is brought to you by our friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for betting football and the start of the new basketball season. You can find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcast, and in-depth analysis on every game. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. The World Series is tied at one game apiece, and Game 3 is tonight in Philadelphia. You can bet on Monday Night Football. Bengals at Browns. Bengals favored right now as of Sunday in that game. The money line sitting at minus 170 in favor of Joe Burrow and the Bengals. You can head to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action happening around the sports world. BetOnline.net is where the game starts. Thank you again for tuning in and making Locked On Stars your first listen of the day. And we're here now to talk about the killer for this star team, not even a silent killer anymore. A silent killer is something that is subtle, that is slowly eating away at this team, but the stars are, they have been seemingly swallowed by penalties. Penalties are killing the Dallas Stars, and they are still off to a good start this year despite the penalties, which is a testament to how good the roster is and how good the chemistry on this team is, but you have to imagine how good they could be if they weren't top five in the NHL in penalty minutes at 102. It's absolutely out Outrageous. We talk about the Stars playing with fire, committing so many penalties, putting their goalies and their penalty kill to the test. They're now fully engulfed in the flames that are committing too many penalties. And Saturday's game against the New York Rangers may have been one of the worst showings we've seen. It was just another nightmare on the ice for the Stars, unable to stay out of the penalty box. And I hear many of you, both on social media and the YouTube comments, it's easy 
to blame the referees and say the referees have it out for the stars or the referees had money on the Rangers. They wanted the Rangers to win. I get it. I understand the frustration. NHL referees are far from perfect. They make several mistakes. They've made several mistakes in stars games this year, not calling penalties against other teams that would favor the stars. And I do know and believe that they've missed several calls or messed up several calls that have benefited the opposition. But if you look at this game specifically, I don't think you can blame the referees because the Rangers also drew a ton of penalties in this game. The Stars had 14 penalty minutes in this matchup. The Rangers had 12, just one less penalty than the Stars. And the Stars had plenty of chances to capitalize on the power play. They went 0 for 4, and the Rangers did execute. The Rangers had five opportunities, and they went 2 for 5. So, of course, you want to say the refs were bad, but they were bad for both teams. Both teams spending plenty of time in the penalty box, but the Rangers executed better on their power play, which it's expected that they're going to do so whenever they play. This was one of the best power plays in the league last season, and they basically return the same guys that were on those units last year, and they're wreaking havoc on the NHL yet again. So it's easy to look for a scapegoat that isn't the stars. It's easy to blame the refs in all sports, but I don't think you can do it in this game. I think you have to put some of the blame on the Stars not being able to execute on the power play while also giving credit to the Rangers for taking advantage of the opportunities they were given and getting two out of their five looks. And again, I completely agree. I can already envision some of the comments. Some of the calls were awful. The Delandria trip on Shesterkin is one of the worst penalties I've seen. Shesterkin very clearly was backing up and bumped into Delandria. No ill intent on Delandria there. No, no way. A player like Ty Delandria looking to harm or trip Igor Shesterkin. It's unfortunate, yet the referees called it. It's ridiculous. Uh, that's one of the worst calls I've seen this season, and that's just the one that's coming to my head right now. And there's plenty of others in other games this year uh, that have not sat well with me, but I feel like that was kind of the, the bursting point. Uh, and maybe if it's another goalie that isn't the Vesna Trophy winner, he doesn't get that call. Uh, but the NHL wants to protect their star players, and Igor Shesterkin is a star player in this league. And Ty Delandria is certainly not a star player yet in the NHL, and he's he's going to get that call against him probably 10 times out of 10 in that situation, as much as I hate it and as much as I don't think it should have been called a penalty. And I personally try not to blame referees for losses, and many people won't, you know, probably don't agree with that and don't like it. I just personally try not to do it, not just in hockey, but in any sport. Very rarely do I think the officials actually dictate the outcome of a game. And as frustrating it as, as it is to see so many whistles and so many penalty minutes in these games, I think 95% of the penalties called against the Stars this season have been the Stars' fault. At some point, we have to look at this situation and look at what's happening and say, okay, sure, sometimes the referees mess up and sometimes the referees make mistakes. But more often than not, the Dallas Stars are making stupid mistakes, whether that's being too aggressive with their stick and making a trip or unnecessary roughness in the eyesight of the referee and making an irresponsible play that is likely going to get called by anybody in the league. But it just seems like the Stars, a naturally pretty physical team, especially the defensemen and some of the bigger forwards on the roster, I feel like there's just no discipline and no self-control there. Uh, of course, there are going to be the undeserved, uncalled-for ones that still get called, but I think more often than not, Dallas burns themselves. And again, I don't expect everyone to agree with that sentiment, but I think that that's just the truth. You don't just rack up the fifth most penalty minutes in the league so far uh, with the referees being responsible for every single one of those. And at some point, you have to 
address the team or look at the team and say, hey, there's something going on here that needs to be fixed. There needs to be better attention to detail. There needs to be better discipline. There needs to be a smarter and cleaner way to play the game. Are there still going to be instances where the stars make mistakes or mess up? Yes, but there are ways to minimize that. And I think also at the end of the day, I mean, referees, whenever they, I, I have to imagine that they look going into matchups that they're calling, they see how many penalties these teams have racked up. And you have to imagine that, you know, if they go into a game knowing they have a team that is highly penalized, they're probably looking for reasons to blow the whistles. I mean, the referees are there to call penalties and enforce the rules. So you have to imagine that they probably know going in, okay, I'm going to have to have my whistle ready because this team, the Stars, are a highly penalized team. And so I'm probably going to need to blow my whistle, which that's just unfortunate. That's a terrible part of it. And that's just how the way the game is. And the stars, I think it starts, you know, with the players themselves. And I don't really know how much the coaching staff can do. You can't really coach your players to not take penalties. I think, I think that's just something that the stars need to play more disciplined. And I don't know what role the stars coaching staff plays in that. Uh, but at some point you have to stop acknowledging that it's just bad and actively try to find ways to fix it. We're going to take one more quick break. And when we come back, we will shift our attention to a much happier subject. We'll now wash this Rangers game from our memory and move on to this game against the Kings. But first, we must acknowledge the beauty of the internet picture that was released of the Stars Halloween party. We'll talk about that after one more quick break. All right, I'm done being negative. I'm done focusing on Saturday's nightmare of a game between the Stars and the Rangers. Let's end with some happy thoughts. It is, of course, Halloween a day that is pretty happy as people everywhere loading up on candy and eating way too much of it and feeling way too sick the next day. It is Halloween and the stars gave us plenty to like Saturday after their game, although the game itself was not something to be very happy about. Afterwards, uh, the Dallas Stars social media team blessed us with a glorious picture of the Dallas Stars Halloween party of all of our favorite players in full costume. And uh, this is a, a great episode to be watching on YouTube as I'm throwing the picture up in case but somehow you haven't seen it. Maybe you're not super active on social media. Totally okay. You can just head over to the YouTube channel and skip to this part in the episode and check out the picture for yourself. And again, lots to unpack here. Uh, first, the amount of Top Gun costumes uh, was probably to be expected. I, I You just knew going into Halloween with how successful Top Gun Maverick was that this was going to probably be a very popular costume, a pretty easy one. One, people probably making a ton of these fighter pilot costumes. Uh, and also, I feel like just pretty easy to replicate, even if you don't buy an explicit costume that says fighter pilot. But with all of the guys doing it, I think Jake Ottinger very clearly wins by a mile. He's got the stash to go with it. Uh, just a great look for Jake all around. And also good to see him at the party with his teammates smiling, having a good time. Hopefully it means that he's back soon. Jason Robertson dressed up as Shark Boy is just absolutely iconic and took me back to my childhood. I haven't watched Shark Boy and Lava Girl in ages, but uh, just a nice little blast from the past, and good to know that Jason Robertson had seemingly a similar childhood as me as far as the content that he consumed as a child, and you got Joel Hanley, Woody from Toy Story. That's a classic. It's you know not something new or groundbreaking, but it's always a great look. You have Scott Wedgwood as Moon Knight. That's a really good look as well. Um, in my opinion, the second best MCU show that has come out on Disney+, Plus, Loki being number one. Uh, fight me on that one. I personally liked Moon Knight, and I think that the costume that Scott Wedgwood uh, and his wife pulled off, super sick. Really like that. Wyatt Johnston, really simple, keeping it nice and plain as just a golfer. Uh, and it looks like Joe Pavelski may be rubbing off on him a little bit with how much he plays golf. And of course, yeah, you have to expect Joe Pavelski. Not surprised at all. He and his wife come dressed as golf caddies. 
You, of course, have Tyler Sagan rocking the Machine Gun Kelly look, Mason Marchman as Willy Wonka. But in my opinion, the best costume in this picture, and I, I should say costumes, and I feel like it's by a landslide, is the Stars Finnish players, of course, coming dressed as the Finnish Mafia. It's simple. They're leaning into the joke. They're acknowledging it, and it's just great. It's something that we can look at and laugh at and enjoy for hopefully a long time to come. Uh, and these being some of the best players on the team right now with the stars. Absolutely love to see it. It's a 10 out of 10 best costume at the party and maybe even the best costume across the entire National Hockey League. Lots of good costumes to take away from the weekend overall, but the Dallas Stars brought their A game to the Halloween party uh, and it looks great. Let me know in the comments down below which costume you think is the best if you're watching on YouTube. And uh, lastly, before we go, I also took to Twitter uh, earlier in the week and asked people if they could trick-or-treat at one Dallas Stars player's house, who would it be and why? And pretty much every single answer was, I think, the right answer because it was a very smart one and one that I didn't even consider when I was typing the tweet. But many m made the answer that Joe Pavelski's house would be the house to hit up on Halloween night to go trick-or-treating because it is a two-for-one. Not only do you have Joe Pavelski, Captain America, at his house handing out candy, you also have the newest member of the team, Wyatt Johnston, living there as well. And some people also made the claim that they think Joe Pavelski probably hands out uh, pool-size candy bars, which can't argue with that. Joe Pavelski's been in the league for a while. You have to imagine that he's got his money secured, and he can probably spare to spend a little bit extra on some big candy bars and give the people what they want. Uh, give the people what they want on Halloween night. We had a few answers for Jason Robertson. We had a few for Tyler Sagan because he has dogs. Absolutely a fantastic answer there as well. You can't go wrong visiting a house with dogs while also getting some candy to add to your stash at home. Uh, just a little bit of fun to have on social media before Halloween. Uh, Halloween is going to come and go today. And then we're on to Thanksgiving and Christmas, at least here in America. Great time of year. The temperature is finally starting to drop here in Texas. It's really, truly starting to feel like hockey season and Halloween. It, it, was, it was a good one this year, uh, especially the Dallas Stars picture. And hopefully that group party and whatever else the Stars did over the weekend, enough to wash this loss to the New York Rangers off of their memory, out of their memory rather, and they can come back and go to morning skate on Tuesday, which is the next time that they will report for some sort of practice, and they'll be ready to go against the Los Angeles Kings, and hopefully we can see the return of Miro Haskinen, and hopefully we'll get some positive update on Jake Ottinger as well. But that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Stars. Thank you again for tuning in and for making us your first listen of the day. Remember to hit that subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube. Help us reach 1,000 subscribers by the end of 2022. You can also find and follow us on your favorite podcasting platform, and you can follow us on social media at LockedOnStars on both Instagram and Twitter, as well as at Dane double underscore Lewis, my personal Twitter account. Thank you guys so much for tuning into today's episode. We'll be back with a game day preview. The Dallas Stars take on the Los Angeles Kings for the first time this season at home in Dallas. Should hopefully be a good game and a competitive one with a potential for a ton of goals scored. You won't want to miss the preview. We'll see you there, Stars fans. Have a great Halloween and have a great Monday. <laughs>